What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Doing well. How about yourself? I'm not doing too bad. Looking forward to this afternoon. We got Marty coming up. We're going to be talking some Brixton riots, and we're going to be discussing. I think you and here are probably going to do a segment on uh, police behavior and police training and stuff. Uh, are you not? You guys have been talking that out, yes? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that a bit. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to be interesting. Okay, yeah. Looking forward to sitting down with him later today. So let's get into the drone situation because there's a uh, there's a new thing that's come out about a drone. Apparently, we're using some kind of new missile system or something with it. So what, what's going on with these drones that we're using now so we uh the u.s has been using a new uh type of hellfire missile it's a if you want the technical technical term it's agm 114 r9x i believe is what it is we've known about these two three years um and basically this missile is designed to use high velocity no explosive warhead it has six blades that extend out uh, before impact. And basically, these are designed to be assassination missiles. Basically, this is the kind of thing we use to take out, uh, for example, the the general that was just recently taken out in Syria. Uh, there was a, uh, mm-hmm. a, a Qaeda uh, uh, leader that we just took one, out in Syria. On, the one in Syria? Or are you talking about uh, Qasem Soleimani from Iran? Right. We killed him in Syria, but he was from Iran. Yes. Sorry. Was so, I, I wasn't being clear there. We, we got him in Iraq. I, I thought it was uh, Syria. Uh, he crossed the border. Because we were using no, the whole... Okay. No, he crossed the Iraqi border. We weren't We weren't authorized to use drones mm-hmm. or do drone strikes in Syria, I didn't think. No, we're, we're, we're not. We're supposed to be out of there. That's why it was such a big deal. Uh, Syria was throwing a hissy fit. Uh, that was my understanding, but... Either way, point still is we use that missile, whether it was Iraq or, or Syria. We used one this month again uh, to take out a um, the head of a Qaeda affiliate in Syria. I've seen photographs and whatnot of, of the damage from one of these things. And typically what they do is, for example, an SUV or a, uh, you know, a stand type car. It will impact the center mass more or less from the top of the crew compartment. The blades are large enough to cover that entire area when they're extended. So it's designed to take out these targets, high value targets like this, with no collateral damage. That, that's its design. So instead of using an explosive one that hits, you could end up hitting a building or civilians in the area. This is um, no explosive, just kinetic. And... Uh, yeah. Seems interesting. Okay. So when did we start using these things? A couple of years ago that we know of. 2017, I believe, is the first time that the, the public knew about it. Uh, February of 2017, it looks like. And we've been using those. We had some other footage that came out last year or something that was showing the use of these. More or less, these could be could have been used for much longer uh, than this, but we're not really sure 
Uh, obviously, they don't disclose that kind of information to the American public on what, what kind of weapons we use. Yeah, I wouldn't expect them to. So, OK. All right. Interesting topic I ran across just about 15, 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the video game streaming platform that's owned by Amazon called Twitch. We've talked about it before. This was the last yes. one we covered about the uh, the deer. Do you remember that one? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was the one. So Twitch is making the headlines again. Okay, now they're saying that uh, multiple women, right, are coming forward. And the story is inside the wild west of Twitch streaming where sexual abuse runs rampant. So mm-hmm. multiple women mm-hmm. who come forward, right, to share their stories of sexual harassment and abuse on the popular video game streaming platform where victims have no recourse. So look. It's the internet. I'm going to keep it simple here. It's the internet. You're out there. You're broadcasting yourself to the world on video. You're, you're broadcasting yourself in live time. I mean, I think there's what between like a four and a, and a 10 second delay or something. You can change that. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. They've they've dropped that down now. But I mean, you're, I don't know what else to say to this. You're, you're broadcasting yourself to the world and anybody who has an account doesn't necessarily even have to be a registered like paid account. Anybody can create a free account, just like you go on Facebook or Twitter or any any of these other social platforms, and you can watch live streaming free of charge, and you can take part in the chat. Because that's, that's the unique thing about these video game streamers, is they have not only uh, a video of themselves where they're having dialogue, but they also have a live time chat window that's running parallel to the actual stream. So people can not, not not only can viewers chat with each other, they can also chat with the host and this can be an interactive type of thing. And so mm-hmm. what do you expect? What what do you expect? I'm not being cold hearted here because sexual harassment is a serious thing. So I'm not dismissing that. But you're looking at an open platform here. And also, as far as I know, it's in this case, I believe, just like anything else, it's up to you as the channel host to decide whether or not you want paid subscribers to actually be able to take part in in the chats, correct? So you can restrict, well, number one, if you don't like something somebody's saying, you can actually ban them from your channel. But you can also set it to where it's follower only. So if you, you're required to follow the, the streamer before you're able to chat, and then there's subscription mode only, which is uh, only subscribers can talk in your chat. So there are ways for streamers to regulate what people say or, you know, the, the kind of offensive, you know, things can be said. Specifically this one, they're complaining about things that are happening outside of Twitch as well. That's where it's kind of like, well, what do you want Twitch to do about it? Or, or Amazon, like that's off the platform now. So they have no control over that. That's, you know, your area. Honestly, sexual harassment's bad. Yes, I get it. You're putting yourself out, out there as a broadcaster. You're opening yourself up to that. You are going to find those people Sorry, that's just the way the world works. Unfortunately, deal with it. You have tools to deal with it. If you don't like it, maybe you should find a different profession. I'm, I'm really, I don't know, black and white on this issue, callous. I don't, I don't really know what you want to say. But if some of the, the stuff that they were saying was happening on another platform, Discord, which is a networking platform, you look, know, it has voice chat, video chat, text chat, you know, all the stuff that you can form servers and groups and whatnot. So it allows people to connect to each other. They had some other things going on on those channels that this person didn't like. Well, I'm sorry, don't join the Discord channel or, you know, there's not really anything Twitch can do about that uh, when it comes to that, because it's, it's a different platform. So, I, I uh, yeah. Why is it you think they're paying attention to it like this now? 
So I mean, like they they tried to go another way with it and run and run pieces on someone that self-identified as a deer a couple of weeks ago, and that really didn't take hold too much. So now they're going to come at it with this angle. It by the way, it was the same outfit that was doing the reporting on it back then. It was the Daily Beast. So, mm-hmm. um, why why do you think they're going at it like this? Do you think that they're actually trying to? Uh, worm their way further into and i'm talking about like this pc culture this agenda shift and and everything that we're seeing happening in the u.s now that's getting into um you know corporations are, are picking up this um this message so do, do you think that this is another way for them to just try and bring light to those uh those platforms and and start uh, demonizing them if they don't crack down and conform to the mob it's possible i i know for the situation with the deer uh person it was uh, they were actually accepted into a governing body on, excuse me, it's not governing body, an advisor position on Twitch. So advising how, you know, community standards, community rules should be established. That's why that specific person was was given a, um, a voice, if you will. In the case of, of this one, it could be kind of a thing of me too. Honestly, what I really think it is, is this specific streamer, is just looking for more clicks, more views. Honestly, it, it's a me too, boohoo, victim mindhood. We're, we're seeing that permeating in our culture, unfortunately, as of late. And you have to find out how I've been victimized as well so that I can use that to my advantage, how I can exploit that. that that's kind of more what I think is going on than um, an actual uh, real problem, if you will. I think it's just a relationship gone bad is all. Yeah, because they they dated. Uh, they, there was some dating and uh-huh. cheating, and yeah, it, uh-huh. it definitely does seem like it, it's just a pettiness yeah. going on. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just a relationship gone bad. Is all now you got, and you've you've got because of the the culture that you see out there now. Now you've got media organizations that are sympathetic to just about everything uh, when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. So, but if it's a if it's indeed a real thing, then you have to treat it as such. I'm sorry, you do. So if it's if it's an if it's a real thing, then then you do have to treat it as such. Even if it's not a real thing, you have to treat it as if though it's a real thing until you can prove that it's not a real thing. That's the other side of it. So right. Anyway. All right. Uh, where are we headed to now? iPhones. They're tracking you. Right. We already knew mm-hmm. this, though. They have a map supposedly of every single place you've been, even if you have the location mm-hmm. services turned off. How's this working? Oh, it, it's not just uh, a part of iPhone. Unfortunately, Android does the same thing. But basically, they say, uh, for instance, this will know your daily commute and daily, um, you know, routines and whatnot. If you allow the locational data to be used, for example, uh, you you have your favorite weather app on there, yeah, and it, it wants to know your location data. Well, you say, okay, I'll I'll allow it. That changes the permission on your phone to allow locational data to be uh, used. But the problem is, is when you activate that, it it turns on the global setting, right? It has to enable the global setting for that app to be able to function with it, right? So then everything can use it. But the underlying problem with this is, this is Apple. It's coded into uh, the phone. It's not. It's not like you can shut it off. They're saying that part of this is what's called significant locations, and this is used by your maps, calendar, photos, and so on and so forth. Supposedly, they're saying this is encrypted. So they're, they're basically saying that Apple can't even read this. I'm sorry. They wrote the software. They have the encryption key. I mean, <laughs> they don't lock themselves out of this stuff. They always leave back doors in place. 
Right. Well, um, we know we know that that's what those companies do anyway. I mean, every other week yeah. you're seeing headlines somewhere that says, oh, this company got caught looking, you know, uh, they're, they're doing this. You remember I told you on my phone that I actually had to I put it in developer mode because I wanted to monitor the data that I was using in real time. So you have to go into developer mode to figure it out. And when I did that, I then only then did I realize that my front facing camera had been on for six months, six months. Now, I've had the thing covered up since the day it got here. I mean, it doesn't matter. But the fact is, is that it's it was on, even though I mean, if the camera's on, then obviously you have a little light there that shows that it's on. Well, in this case, it did not. So why do they have access to that camera? Why are they watching that? And you can't tell me these phones aren't listening to us anyway. We have a conversation about something. I was talking to somebody the other day about, um, I, I have an Audi, right? I was telling somebody the other day that I just took it to the dealership to get serviced. What popped up on my phone just yesterday? An ad for Audi. So you, you can't tell me that these things aren't listening to us. You can't tell me that. I mean, I know that they are. So it's not uncommon for these companies to do that. Every other week, like I said, you're seeing them come out. Well, they got caught listening to you. They got caught watching you, that kind of stuff. So why is this coming as a shock? I, I went in and I, I was messing around with some of my um, some of my settings uh, yesterday on something and come to find out they had locations that I'd been to in two different countries about uh, about a year ago that were still logged in there. So I had to go in and manually delete all of them. So it's still there. Like the, yeah. the, the location tracking is still there. And I've had all that stuff, quote, disabled. I'm doing the air quotes. I've had that stuff disabled since the day I got it. So how does it know that I was actually there if I had all that stuff turned off? It doesn't matter. They're going behind that. They're using those back doors and they're turning that stuff on anyway. We're going to see more of this happening with the um, the, the COVID uh, tracking systems that they're saying they're going to put into the operating system. All this all of this is going to be tracked and stored on their servers and you won't be able to shut it off. I mean, they, we, we already see instances of this happening, but now they're going to bring it out and it's going to be on the forefront. Everybody's going to know about it or at least those that are, you know, staying aware and you won't be able to do anything about it. You can't shut it off. You can't block it. And I'm, I'm concerned with how this is going to, you know, I, I kind of had a thought uh, just now, and this kind of fits in with this. The other issue we were talking about with Twitch and how do you see what that's doing? That's trying to cause a division, you know, yes. uh, among the peoples. Right. Yes. And we're seeing that with the uh, statues currently, the uh, race riots, the class warfare. They're trying to divide us. Right. And this whole COVID tracking stuff that we were just talking about or, or tracking in general, it's also causing a division because now you have either the people that are not wanting to be tracked. So you're going to stop using your phone or, or, you know, electronic devices or the people that are, you know, sick with COVID or don't want to do the tracking with COVID. So now we got to have that split because they're, they're trying to create all these groups to cause a split. And then they're going to say, well, we have to fix this or, or cause an uproar division even more, try to get each other fighting and social credit. That, that's what I'm getting at, social credit. Uh, this is what it's pushing towards. Well, we've been talking social credit for, I mean, we've been doing this for what, a year now? And I think week three, yeah. we started in on social credit. And yeah. 
it's here. It's here. I mean, I, I don't know what to, I don't know what else to say. Like we've been screaming about it for a year now, and it's like it's falling on deaf ears. And you know what? I don't hear anybody else out there really talking about it. I hear a couple of people making mentions of it here and there, but no one's really discussing it. And that right there, I'm talking about people like in the mainstream that are not of the mainstream, like the the ones that are big name radio people out there. I don't hear them talking about any of that. That's concerning. That's concerning because everyone seems so concerned about, you know, this group getting control and and this thing. They're looking at it in terms of politics and they need to be looking at it in terms of corporations in conjuncture with the political system, because that's where it's going to come from. And no one's really paying attention to that. It's like we're looking at the left hand. We need to be looking at the right hand. We were kind of talking about it earlier today off recording. We've seen some more prominent people uh, get banned from like YouTube and Twitter and whatnot. And the YouTube instance, they were actually banned for things that was said outside of YouTube off the platform. That that is literally social credit scoring, but in a digital form. Like we're we're seeing this enacted in the digital space right now, and that's where they're pushing. I mean, we're seeing the the statues and stuff. They're going after those. What, What's next? What what happens typically after the statues? Where, where do they go? People. They they people exactly. They go for people. There's going to be violence. Well, how do you curb violence? How do we ha- how do we stop the violence? How do we keep how do we keep order, law and order? Well, simple. You you track everyone. You have all of their interactions digitized. Their finances digitized. And now you can keep people online because you can say, well, your credit score is not good enough. You know, you you lose your house. You lose the access to your bank, you lose your job. You, I mean, we're, we're pushing towards that, you know, full steam ahead. It's already happening. It's already happening. Exactly. Yeah. But I I mean, having it institutionalized in the sense of, you know, everything being centralized into one system, like for example, Google running some kind of, you know, credit scoring system to where they're in control of all of it. I mean, we're going headlong into that and it's kind of that way now, you know, if, if, the whole Me Too movement or, you know, any of those, you're even accused of something, you lose your job, right? So we're, we're getting there. We're being conditioned for that. Um, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's here. And it, um, it's definitely concerning. A little bit heavy for morning, but, you know. Hey, it is heavy for morning. morning, yeah. It is heavy for morning. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Have that triple espresso and then uh, ponder that thought right there. Okay, so North Korea, Japan's come out. And they've said that they think he's dead, right? They've got suspicions. So, I mean, is he dead? Because it doesn't, like, he would have made his face known by now. Like, he would have been out there by now, don't you think? Maybe. Uh, So, my assumption is he's probably not doing too well uh, health-wise. And that's why we haven't seen anything of him. Mm -hmm. But Japan's been saying he's he's dead for a while. Yeah. Yeah, they were Um, one of the first to actually say that. Yeah. So... It's very possible he he could be dead, and that's like like we've talked before. This they're doing what um, you know they typically do when a when a leader is being replaced. Uh, but I don't know. It's tough to say. They've said that their defense minister has come out, and he said that uh, we have some suspicions about Kim Jong Un's health. He says that the very strange movements in North Korea were because of Kim trying not to get infected as the virus spread around the country, which I think that's the only country that doesn't have any infections, right? Uh, that's 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 what they would have you believe yes but he did go on to further say that um (laughs) he said said that he's not allowed to discuss any further intelligence issues but he did say that they they do possibly believe that that he's dead 
So, I mean, they said that in the initial stages. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. He's, I, it's just, I, I don't know what to make of it. I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I, I see the geopolitical side of it with as it relates to like the CCP and all that stuff and how they use that state. I see that side of it. And then I also see the side of how you laid it out the other day when we were discussing it, how it's possible that he, he could have died and then they're using this as like a chance to do saber rattling. And then, of course, the chief propaganda minister, uh, Kim Yo-jong, his, uh, his sister has now come out and she's taking the, the limelight. She gave a speech condemning the South, something about uh, balloons and flyers or something. I, I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. yes, uh, it's just it, the, I'm, I'm with the Japanese on this one. It all seems very strange. It, it just seems strange. Yes. All these sequence of events and everything it's ha- that are happening, making the statement from the embassy in Moscow that they're going to nuke the United States and it's going to cause a, a, a some type of a, a major event or something. I don't know. But everything's just something's wrong there. And I just I can't quite put my finger on it. I mean, honestly, this is kind of their it's kind of their M.O., right? They, they what they're. The, the saber rattling and everything we, we've seen them kind of doing this for a while with the nukes and the, the tests and we told them don't do tests and they do tests anyway you know those, those kind of things so it's not really surprising that they're doing this but at the same time you know like you mentioned this is what they do when their glorious leader dies they say well the u.s is going to use that to their advantage or enemies in general they're going to attack us while the leader is after the leader died or or the leader's being replaced so we have to make sure that they know we're not weak and and you know do these kind of things basically we are going to have to jump out of here thank you for your time this morning bruce thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more please check us out later on this afternoon and i hope everyone has a great morning